0: Baby,
1: can you feel the same? We shy that I sound so high. We're gonna make it all that way. So Roll right. up, let's go. Yeah. God, God, care. Yeah, I've been high God, since the last song. The, la, 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 la. And I just been smoking and smoking. Smoke another black full another up. You know
0: everybody took a break we all just get
1: wasted Good afternoon you're listening to cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM broadcasting live from downtown New Haven we are streaming live on TuneIn radio and newhavenindependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash newhavenindependent, or go to your Facebook page and look us up. You can also hit see first to see and hear all the great programming we have here on WNHH. And Cannabis Corner is broadcast also on Greenhaven Media Facebook and on procannabismedia.com. So, Good afternoon. It is Monday, July 31st, 2023. Welcome to Cannabis Corner. I am your host, Joe LaChance, and I am joined today by Mr. Lou Pino of Gene Traders. And Lou, is an experienced Chief Executive Officer with a demonstrated history of working in the marketing and advertising industry, skilled in radio, media buying, market research, event management, account management, and product marketing, strong entrepreneurship professional with an associate's degree focused in computer science from the University of Information Technology, providing services in brand design, management consulting, project management, political consulting, corporate events, and event coordination. Gene Traders is an expo for the hemp cultivators interested in hemp genetics. We feature a variety of hemp genetics and cultivation techniques backed by the experts. Lou, how are you today? I know it was a bit of a formal uh, introduction, but I, I appreciate to... it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good, good. I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. <laughs> you are. You got a lot of credentials. And you know what, Lou? <clears throat> You've been also in the cannabis game a long, long time. Like, you were one of the first people I met, you know, when I started working. So you've seen this go from nothing, no well, not nothing, to the underground, to now legalized and being sold in mass quantities uh, to anybody over 21. So it's been a long haul. And I'm, you've seen a lot of changes come through, not only industry, but the community itself. Because, you know, realistically, we just started out within a community. There was no industry, so to speak. You know, it's all been a community thing. And I think Gene Traders kind of carries that spirit along, the way you run it and the way you do it. It's a community-based thing. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Gene Traders, but there is an interesting story that hit the news yesterday that I think we should talk about concerning the Connecticut recreational industry. But um, yeah, so Gene Traders, you've been along, around for a long time. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing, what you've been up to lately, and you know the impact that Legal Home Grow in Connecticut has had on your business. So
0: our mission has always been a simple one to facilitate the spread of genetics through education for enthusiasts. It doesn't matter if you're a small closet grower or a massive facility, the size of two blocks, it doesn't matter. You need the right genetics in order to come out with really good quality product. And that's something that has been uh, in a a hard way learned by big corporations that um, they can't just. Cultivate anything and then have it come out in top quality. A lot of times, what you see with big corporations that know uh, for they get their lunch eaten, ate all the time by the small growers is simply because of quality of care that they're able to give the uh, more smaller batches of amounts of uh, to the plants. So right. this ends up coming out of habits of home growers, right and. You know, um, we tra- we continue to travel around the country. Every time a new state legalizes, we go, we put, you know, boots on the ground. in every single state, we go all over the place. We talk at different, you know, um, platforms and medias uh, to make sure that the message of we should all be able to cultivate. Every single citizen in the entire country should be able to cultivate. So we've actually now changed, um, you know, not changed, but started, uh, you know, Going for the federal legalization aspect of it right. and how the home grower ends up being tied into this whole thing. Because the small business, American business owner, is responsible for some of the biggest industries on this planet today. Amazon being one of them, Apple being another. They started in garages. And just like the beer industry, they started in garages, they started in basements. And now they have a small little IPA company making good money, a good business. Small to medium sized businesses, a lot more of them, right? And Connecticut is big on that one. Right. And it's big. it's shown that they've hired a whole bunch of people. They've taken up more, uh, more um, you know, property, uh, paying more property taxes and having success. With that simple model, right? It's the same thing. The better you can the small batch you can end up giving us a better quality to. And we just continue to fight for the home growers and also too to make sure that you're growing the right type of genetics, because you can end up being a home grower or a licensed facility with height restrictions. The ones that end up doing two tiers, three tiers, they have height restrictions. So good of the equatorial, AKA sativas, they can't cultivate because they grow through the lights and then start causing right. like bud bleaching and all that stuff too. So genetic consultation has become a bigger part about it too. Just simply making sure that they have access to the right thing that you might want to grow. What's the height, but that doesn't fit your growth space.
1: Right, right. And that I think is a, a something that a lot of people miss, you know, oh, I want to grow this bonfire seeds that I, I paid $200 for. And your closet space is short, you you know, you're like, you don't have enough real ventilation, you know, you got to get the right genetics but especially if you're a beginner, right, they go out and buy these exotic seeds and then they don't grow them properly and they lose their whole crop, you know. So, it's you know, if you don't want to lose money with failures, you have to kind of learn up front what is the right way to do it. What is the best way to do it for the space you want to grow it in? What is the best soil? And most importantly, what are the best genetics? What are going to grow well? And also for your needs, your needs, your physical needs. Why are you smoking this? Do you want a sativa to be up? Well, then you have to have a larger, a taller space. Like you said, do you want to grow a heavy indica? Okay, well, you need this kind of soil and these genetics and this type of lighting. You know, they forget the, the little details. They all think it's like tomatoes. You can throw it in the ground and just put a light on it and let it grow. But it's not. And it's a science. And that's, you know, that's something I think people need to know. And guys like you can help people do that. You know, gen- like yeah. you say, genetics consulting. Come right in, look at your space and, and then give you, the, you know. Tell you what you need. Maybe it's better for you to grow clones, right? Because there's a lot of ways to grow besides just seeds, and besides the seeds, there's a lot of types of seeds. Do you want autoflower? You... So this is oh, the type God. of stock, yeah. right? Feminized autoflower, yeah. yeah. non-feminized. So, you so know, this you're... is the, this, so this is a problem, right? This is so. Um,
0: uh, how do we, you know, separate all this, right? Because right. if you're buying a pack of seeds. You know, unless you end up, this is where gene trainers ended up being born out of a need of one, getting genetics and two, a little bit of information, a few sentences about how this grows. That little bit of information ends up actually now becoming, uh, you know, uh, how with what that one strain, that one clone comes a whole SOP with that one. And that is able to actually right. make sure you get the max out of that. So the problem with if with any state that ends up either having no, uh, you know, home cultivation or limited home cultivation, meaning low numbers, um, it ends up uh, you limit your R and D, you limit your innovation. Because, I mean, think about it. How many names are there now? How many crosses? How oh many different types of C's, auto, regulars, autos, and fems? Like, it's so much. It is impossible for the legal industry to be able to sort all through all that stuff. This is why a lot of people end up. a lot of breeders lean on home growers, on uh, caregivers. Major, major top world breeders uh, end up giving their seeds to a home grower. And they have their own cluster of group of home growers that they trust. And it's here, 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 test these out. Let me know what you think. They give me some feedback because it's impossible for, even for oneself. I have so many seeds. I'm never going to be able to go through all that stuff. It's, it's, so I need, if I'm making, like I'm making more seeds now, I'm actually started breeding myself. I have cultivators that I send samples to cultivate. Let me know what the deal is, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's, a, it's something that you need part of the R and D. So, if they have low numbers, that means that you're not really going to be eligible to cultivate for as like research, right? This is why you end up seeing states like uh, Michigan or right. um, or even um, Massachusetts, uh, also Maine, Oklahoma, Oregon. The ones that allow big, actually in Cali, that allow a lot of home growth, they end up leading the way in a lot of like hunting so some of the best growers end up being in these states not all of them they're spread all over the place everybody i mean we live in connecticut so um like uh a, a michigan event just happened and i actually did a um something that i've been that's really important about these genetics is also fi- talking to the breeders and also finding out their backstories and how this plant came to be which i tell you joe is probably one of the most fascinating things oh, I've ever done in my life did this guy oh i had to like sneak in a truck and like this now i mean like some of the wildest stories just to get the seeds here and as always i love to say this this fact american genetics even though we are not federally legalized end up being the best and the most wanted on the planet
1: really american canada
0: more than amsterdam more than europe more than anywhere else and what we want as far as American breeders and growers, we want land races, race. like the things that come from uh, the Congos, Morocco, Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, Nepal. Those Caribbean. Old, yeah, those, the the last, those old, old school, like, you know, um, land races, those are the ones that we're trying to bring those uh, cannabinoids and terpene profiles, you know, uh, into the mainstream, because what we're really looking for ends up being the V compound, THCV or CBDV. That V right. compound is incredible, but it's grown. It's only small percentages, and it seems like it's like equatorial types, meaning long, long, long flowering, which commercial facilities do not grow. Why right. don't they grow them? Because they take too long, and they throw everything off. So it's based on to actually find these uh, THCV, very rare genetics, on the homegrower, on the caregiver, you see? And right. the thing about it is that we could do better research But the DEA is standing in the way from actual pharmaceutical companies that are actually filling out all the information of uh, actually, you know, uh, applying for it. And the DEA is just doing nothing. Uh, The general phrase um, uh, sentiments of being we'll get to it when we get to it. When they're supposed to answer the application in 60 days and some people are waiting five years to get an answer of either yes or no. That's their tactic. Don't do nothing.
1: Don't do nothing. It's not important to them.
0: Right. Because how so now it's still left, and even still right to connect it to the home grower. If a company can't tell me, hey, this has a large amount of THCV, this is the type you should grow, and these are the steps you should do to grow that one to mimic its natural environment from outside. Because we are mimicking outdoors. We are an island indoors, and whatever we bring on there is on there. If we don't have it, we don't have it. The plant, I mean, the plant doesn't have it. So right. it's left onto the home growers to do this unbelievably really important research because the DEA doesn't want us to do research on this? Well, like,
1: yeah, well, we know there might be other entities that could be uh, encouraging them to hold it up. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Well, this. so um,
0: this and this is my view. <laughs> this is uh, this is the stuff that, you know, we're seeing facts about this. Right. right. These are the stories that they uh, a lawyer just ended up uh, representing their client ended up actually putting a complaint to Congress that the DEA is uh, actually breaking the law by not answering the application in 60 days as they're supposed to, and that if they don't answer, they're going to get sued because of it. They need to get an answer. They're doing, they've checked off all the boxes. They did everything you asked them to do, right? And you're still, t- you're not answering the question? Like, we're playing by the rules, right. and you guys are not doing that? And now I just saw, too, that the NIH ended up actually patenting the cannabinoids, a group of doctors from the NIH. Patented cannabinoids? They have it. The government has it. So it says specifically, now you have to go to them, the NIH, to get licensed therapeutic pharmaceutical companies. This is all like, it's out there. And the thing about it is that it doesn't get a lot of press.
1: Press. No, of course not. What's getting pressed now, Cookie's getting sued again. Right. And and here's something Theraplant. Now, did you hear about this? No, tell me. Theraplant went bankrupt. So uh yeah, did Theraplant they... got sold. They went into bankruptcy. Uh, they got sold uh, to a company called Nuco. Uh, and so they are they've been foreclosed upon. And the new company will be taking over soon. So now this apparently was Connecticut's first ever commercial grower. They put out the first cannabis product in Connecticut in September of 2014. The first one to release it to the dispensaries. And here they are because of what you talked about in the beginning. They are now in bankruptcy in a state where... The medical industry is making millions of dollars, right? They weren't even able to um, get their recreational conversion because they couldn't afford it. So they're out of the four growers. They're the only one that couldn't gr- uh, sell and grow rec- uh, for the adult use market. They stuck to the medical market because they were broke. Now they finally went bankrupt. So now we're down to three growers in the state until this new company takes over. I don't know anything about this one.
0: Yeah. Is it me or this seems like a bold faith lie? How the hell are they broke? Right. I
1: don't know.
0: Also, Also, it's not federally legal. How are they claiming
1: bankruptcy? Isn't that like a federal thing? I think it's state. No, you could do a state bankruptcy. They're in. Uh, let's see what it says here.
0: I smell shenanigans,
1: and right? I don't mean the
0: restaurants.
1: yeah, they were owned this by. I think to
0: look better at those numbers. Why are they broke? They're, they're only there's only four producers, correct? It's still the only four.
1: Yeah, four now three. Well, four. I'm sure this new company will open up again, but for now, there's only three. How many and how many patients in Connecticut? Almost fifty thousand. Yeah. Following has yeah, producer has new ownership following foreclosure proceedings. They were four million one hundred and seven thousand dollars in debt. How many? Four million one hundred and seven thousand dollars in debt. That is wait, wait. And an additional five million in debt that the Green Rose Company will keep. So they had over they had about ten million dollars in debt. Totally. That ain't nothing. No, I don't know why that they, they had to go that's into nothing. foreclosure. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's Joe. That's every n- major. Have- con- the 10 million is nothing, right? That's is No. Lease. Mean, uh, what
0: was it? Um. Oh, my God. Was it SkyMint? I think like $116 million. $116 million. They didn't go bankrupt. They're working it out.
1: Yep. Well, and mind guys. you, this
0: is in Michigan where there's a lot of competition, but they're yeah. like one of the dominant ones. This again, this uh, this ends up pointing to my point, right? Yeah. The big companies are figuring out too, and also too. I don't know if you knew, but Cureleaf is actually uh, closing out down their um, cultivation section. Pretty much like that's their plan. They're going to stick to um, dispensaries, you know, huh?
1: Not uh, manufacturing. Wow so yeah well you see cure leaf is closing down operations in a lot of states so your point Trulieve, is well taken I, yeah but, and truly
0: you see have you seen that facility in holyoke uh, true leaf it's massive. I have not but i've
1: heard they're dominant up there
0: dude they're closing down it's massive it's like three blocks like it's huge like I drove around. My friend drove me around it. It is so big, bro. Like I was right. like, "Yo, that's in impo- what?" It's it's. I'm like, "Yo, that's gonna fail. That's too big." Yeah, and it did. And it did. They closed it down. Well, they're concentrating on they're concentrating on Florida. I mean, they got Florida on lock. They do. They do. It.
1: They oh, do. It's so bad. So bad that that it's uh, and ten it, million
0: for a license.
1: Yeah, and that's it, right? And no, and that, not, I mean, that's
0: not it. That's just, the, that's just the license to the state,
1: right? Mill 10 mil to license. And I heard that their legalization proposal for legalization in Florida just hands it all over to the MSOs that are down there. Because I don't so, know if people know that Florida has a medical program, but it's completely, absolutely 100% completely controlled by MSOs Cure Leaf, True Leaf. There's about four. Truly is the biggest.
0: Yeah. So, you know, so I it's and this is and this is not like a a hearsay or anything like that. Her husband is truly a CEO. Her husband is currently in federal prison for bribery and, you know, um, you know, messing with uh, um, like directing to have the medical cannabis law in Florida. He was found guilty of it. He's in jail right now because of it. He was back, no for specifically for the MSOs, and oh they continued. God. And the thing about it is, right like a week later, a story came out like the uh, True Leaf was giving Florida like five million dollars for. Some oh beef. gee, <laughs> yeah, like like that. Like I was like, yo, I can't believe like this is like I'm not an FBI agent, but I mean, come on, this is. Like it's a, right, like uh, um, saying you're four million in debt, you're only one, uh, four, one out of four operators in the state of 50,000 customers that they yeah. technically have nowhere to go. You started cultivating, but it's not, it's three and three. It's not enough to like really damage a market. Like it's not. Connecticut ended up being, it's nice to be able to cultivate in Connecticut, but the numbers are still more for, it is for self. And that's about it. And also, too, the I think the, the most, unnatural thing this is truly unnatural that connecticut does is that you can't
1: cultivate outdoors i know right that's nature it's so even unnatural. mass lets you cultivate outdoors well and that's the problem the problem usually ends up being
0: is where the the cannabis industry lies uh, uh, ends up at as far as which department will depend on how it's kind of run with connecticut's dcp and they care consumer protection super protection that's it that's it right so they're trying to
1: protect the little kids and the consumers from seeing weed you know and smelling it or maybe accident yeah right right Right. I get it it's so crazy and
0: and the thing about it is right it doesn't that doesn't make sense right because it's just a plant it's not gonna jump out of its roots and like run around it doesn't do anything (laughs) it's actually great for you know if you wanted to use it just for composting or actually to like you know refresh the ground it's amazing it's actually good for your soil in the back, too. So, you actually use it for gardening, for like doing grows or all that stuff. It's an amazing actually crop to actually rotate into your own personal room. It's, it's amazing. Because uh, you can end up, even if you have tall ones, you can end up doing fibrous types, which you can start making your own clothing bags, stuff like that, too. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fun. Like the hemp side of cannabis. It's such a massive list of things to possibly use for that. I am like, we haven't even like, I know
1: I am always go. like, I've always said the real value is the hemp. The hemp is what, and, and you know, Jack Harris said it right. Hemp can change the planet and it really could. And we haven't even scratched the surface yet, Lou. And, you know, I I, I go into a rant about this all the time. They're always talking about sustainability, sustainability, right? The federal yeah. government, all these people. They do not give a single subsidy to hemp, which is one of the oh, most sustainable oh, things on the that. planet. They legalized it for what? Let's it's, utilize it's it. They are FEMA uh,
0: um, in uh, Vermont. This the past storm that just passed. A lot of flooding ended up happening. People lost their farms and their and actual, uh, you know, uh, dispensaries. FEMA won't cover any of it. It's a natural disaster, and they won't cover the hemp farm. Nothing. I know somebody had lost both a farm and a dispensary, all flooded out, like completely
1: destroyed. They won't cover anything. Oh man, and they won't cover. See, and that's and the problem. So, the, and like, I uh, think
0: so in Connecticut hemp, it's hemp fuel hemp
1: thing. In Connecticut, we
0: have good hemp laws, I, uh, you know, I believe. And why do we have good hemp laws? Not well, they just com-
1: changed them. Did they? What, the Delta-8 part of it or something like that? Yeah, all the CBD. They made all the CBD in Connecticut has to be THC-free. And then they changed all the packaging requirements. So all the oh. gummies and things have to be individual in five milligram doses. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They're, they're going, oh. they, they aren't supporting the hemp industry in Connecticut.
0: I can tell you all. what that's connected
1: to. What's I figured that out. I- So it's that has
0: to deal with, right, there is medical benefits, you know, uh, actually clear, evident-based, scientific-based medical benefits to these compounds. And what I've actually noticed, too, with a lot of different states is that they're actually starting to get harsher on CBD for the purposes of now trying to really – that's something so the CBD part, they can be mass-produced, right? Right. Because if you're talking about edibles, tinctures, all that stuff, so you talking about distillates, it's all scientific all across the board. So you're able to really upscale to a massive thing. You can't do that with cannabis products because of the human palate itself. So it's it's much, much, it's very complex to try to match that kind of upscale type of thing. Um, right. but when you can with hemp, because uh the thing with hemp is that you can like Connecticut, you can grow it outside in massive quantities massive quantities massive and that's something too that the turf profiles and the cannabinoids you'll be able to get a huge amount if you're able to grow a huge amount and this is where like you know making sure that it's under the department of agriculture is very important Important, now you're talking about the distribution part of it and you're talking about sales blah 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 you know all that stuff too they can end up putting small things but it's okay we can end up flipping them back because a lot of stuff For the basic farmer to individually wrap something is going to cost them too much. And since America's big on like not hurting the small farmers, that's going to end up turning around ultimately too. It is. And and it takes a while though. It takes a while.
1: I just thought of something though. A lot of hemp farmers have said that they may have to stop, they may have to go out of business, etc. Why don't they convert to the industrial hemp? It's obvious that the medicinal hemp part is kind of burned its way out. Like the market is getting more and more closed. Like now the dispensaries and the big guys are going to be able to produce the stuff that does have THC in it. Right. That's what they did. They made it so that anything that is full spectrum has to be sold out of a dispensary. Anything sold out of a head shop, gas station, convenience store has to be Connecticut compliant CBD only 0% THC plus of course the ban on all the lesser cannabinoids right. so why don't these farmers convert to industrial and why don't the 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 hemp association get together and try and start a robust industrial hemp industry here in Connecticut and that you know i mean it right would flip it would flip the script on yeah. them right it takes the right type of heads right you're right you're right. <laughs> well, here we go. Right, yeah, here we go. And I hope the message gets out. You
0: know, and it's it would too, be right?
1: real smart it, to switch so over. So let's say.
0: So this is the problem part about dealing with like the fibers, right? The fiber genetics. It's about finding the right type of genetics to come out with the best product. Let's say right. you, it ends up being that something that contains more than zero percent THC, right? Like, it contains right. more, but it ends up being really tall, really strong. For fibrous reason, it ends up being the better genetic, superior.
1: Stronger,
0: yeah. How, how do we get around that part, right? Because the flower itself, it's the, – the, so, mind you, like hemp, you know, uh, different dim type of you know, fibrous hemp, they grow together, like, by the thousands. So, it's just yes. really long stalks, and the it, flower's on top. If that flower on top that I'm not going to use ends up testing above, you know – Zero THC. I have to burn it, but I'm not. It's not for smoking. It's for making T-shirts, yeah,
1: bags or hempcrete, right? Federally allowed by the American Billers Association. Yes, it finally got approved. Yes. So I don't. You know. You're right. You need it. People who think out of the box. Okay. So Connecticut is not CBD friendly right now, but I have all this land. Why? Why don't I convert to industrial hemp? Right. Because like that, you yeah. know it's good. you probably get a better yield, right? You're gonna get more yeah. stock, more stock. We gotta have
0: the right type because <laughs> you're talking about making sure that you know it's um, it's same thing. It's still regional. You gotta have you gotta be growing the right type of genetics. Um, and I'm actually been at, uh, doing research on that one too with different farms around the country. Uh, and I've been uh, ordering batches of hemp. From around the world, that's something that you know has been able. To, since it's federally legal, I'm able actually to order different genetics right, from, from anywhere. The world. Right, right, right. So I've ordered, I ordered stuff from Greece. I ordered stuff from Spain. I've ordered stuff from China. The China ones are interesting because China never stopped
1: growing hemp. They still, right. they, they they are really industrious with it. Oh yeah, when the first when the CBD industry first started coming around, way back in maybe 2008, 2009, where they had that. Certain companies, like I think one was Canaway and all that, everybody was getting their hemp from China. Everybody was getting the hemp oil from China, and they were finding out it, some of it was polluted with uh, uh, toxic metals. <laughs> stuff like uh, yeah, that. a lot. Uh, uh, they the came least. under a lot of fire from getting that hemp from China. But that's how it started here in the U.S., when CBDs first started out as a, a medicine, it was out in Cali that I saw it. And I asked them, where do you get your hemp if it's not legal? And they said, oh, China, China. And then as it kept going, I think it was called Cannaway. That was it, that company. And there was a few of them. And they were just mass producing CBD products, not even that good. But that was the beginning of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But,
1: I've you know. Have- grab those they got
0: to grab those genetics from around
1: the world but the problem they know how to grow it that, on large scale but so they, those, they're not
0: yeah it's you they understand the use of it so they're not they don't care about the tac percentage because that's no. not what it's being used for no and here in the us i do have to worry about that so i literally have to hunt, uh, uh, farm it out from different farms in different regions and see which one does best because in connecticut because of the extra rain. Uh, you know how like that. I, it's not going to be the same as like in Arizona or in like Oklahoma. And a matter of fact, the biggest producer of hemp ends up
1: being freaking uh, Kentucky. Right? Yeah, they are Kentucky. They ha- they seem to have the perfect weather for hemp. They're killing so, it. Well, oh no, they have the right type of genetics
0: for their region. Right. That's the answer. So we just need the right type for this region, and we can end up doing the same thing. Uh, that's the great thing about this. That this plant is incredibly versatile and is yes. you know you, but you got to find it what ge, what what uh genetics are good for this region and you got to start searching and then you got to pop them and then you got to hunt it i even have even la- once i find something i have the tissue culture lab actually end up oh actually i've been doing the uh tissue culture too as well i got like two so like do a lot of like lab research i was actually talking to my guy yesterday about uh this yeah, that's region. a whole another
1: way to cultivate is tissue culture, right? People, a lot yeah. of people don't even know about that. But that, tell us, explain that a little bit. Do you take the tissue from it? I don't know how it works. I'm, I'm okay. kind of dumb like that. I, I,
0: I talk. I, I travel, so I have to talk about. Do it, yeah. I'm please happy. tell us tissue so, culture. Tissue culture has always been around, not always been, but it's been around for a long time. It's generally used with the agricultural industry. And now still, and now, so we're learning a lot of the industrious agricultural, you know, uh, techniques and and science um, to actually move over to the uh, cannabis and hemp side. So tissue culture is just a sterilized way to clone. You take a piece of, you know, a plant would make sure it has its node of any type and then you end up actually uh going through a process of cleaning it that literally involves bleach and water alcohol and water uh you know and then um putting it in an isolated container with what's at the bottom ends up being called it looks like it's a gel but they have them different colors generally this it's clear um and uh that's called agar which ends up being sugars and proteins to add right oh help yeah sure root. sure yeah, it's to help it root in a very sealed uh, environment. And what that ensures is that when you actually get it, that it's, you can, if there was any kind of mold or mildew, it shows like immediately, like it looks like a fuzzy spot on the clear gel. So it's like, oh, that's no good. So you can see that when a plant actually ends up rooting in a, um, a clean environment, uh it doesn't have any of the stressors and they use it in technique to, to actually revitalize some old genetics that have been kind of around and clone and clone and clone and clone and clone. They end up taking a marrow stem, which ends up being like if you end up peeling the bud sites all the way back, got like a little tiny like white ball, like ovalish, and you end up putting that in the agar in oh, a yeah. sterile environment and it brings it to its full um you know vigor, the back that- to
1: its original potential oh wow right.
0: yeah so it's just scientific like stem cells for weed that's it so it's <laughs> so, but it's not it's just to, it, it takes about uh anywhere from uh five to like eight months for that process to be able to have like a little plant with roots and then you can end up taking that out and put it in soil and now you got a plant and but then that's you going off done. of that yeah. yeah that's been done with corn with soy that's how they're able to make like thousands upon thousands of the same exact clone they end up doing it through like tissue cultures so they cut up all these nodes and like little plants and like just have like rooms of like filled with them um it's yeah so it's just another method it's a sterilized method of cloning it's not
1: that you know it's it's anything's yeah. really that, <laughs> that complicated. You, you don't, don't need to be a surgeon, huh? Sounds like that? something you need to be a surgeon for, but no. Okay, and yeah. and that's amazing that it's been used in commercial agriculture for years, and now it's finally making its way into the cannabis industry, which is a good thing. It's innovative. It's new. Right.
0: I, I do yeah. have to add, though, in order to do that type of work, you do need a, a a sterilized environment, a room. So you need one of those big, like, hood fans. Like, you know, it costs anywhere from like nine to like $30,000 for that one piece of equipment to be able to actually make sure that there's no particles that are going to end up flying into that, you know, like. Oh, wow. Uh, so, it, yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah. It's not home not grower. It's, it's not, not for cheap. home grower. Nah. Well, no, actually, so um, uh, Athena actually came out with like a tackle box size, uh, tissue culture kit. So again, wow. it has to, so again, this is a very important thing about it, right? You can't have it in a big room. You, it, cause it's, it's the size of a tackle box and it has instructions and like the gel and tell you exactly what to do. Uh, but the thing about it is that it, uh, it's too small to do like in even like a bedroom, you basically have to sit inside like a little tent right, just for you and that, you know, you inside and like that too, make sure you're sterilized like in the sense of like clean clothes, wear a mask right, and like try to do your thing and like that too and then you could end up doing tissue culture but the thing, that they have tissue culture uh, kits at home like it's meant for like um, people that do like uh, rare African plants like flowers like it's, yeah, to get it to root, it's very difficult in other parts of the world so they do it under tissue culture standards and it's basically a big box plastic container box with like holes on it so you can put gloves and like oh do your thing like it's like it, it's for sale a kit amazon ebay wherever google it like it's not this isn't like new technology but we're just right. really applying it to fight off diseases and also uh, bring uh, back up plant vigor uh to some yeah, of these healthier older plants streams.
1: yeah yeah so yeah i've been doing i've I, Always learning, always something new. Always you know? learning. There's, a, well, you know, in this industry now that it's finally taking off and it's finally legalized, in how many now is it? We're almost to half of the states now, right? 23, I believe. Something like that. I think like, and I forgot how many medical. I think like
0: 30 some medical. Yeah, there's
1: over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're over half yeah. with medical. Now, they're, normally. They're, they're going to delay it forever, man. <laughs> now, see, this is where I hope it follows prohibition because oh. once. It got up to 25, the, the Fed stepped in. So we're the, almost there. It's gotten so, to the point like, well, once half the country says yes, you've got to start thinking about it. So I have to mention this because now
0: we're about to actually next year get into a political year, right? Uh, Connecticut, yes. we're always in a political year. It's either local or state. Mm-hmm. We're always Yeah, in a, right. The legislator so meets yeah. every year and they're always right. Playing, but this is something right. important to actually that I have to bring up uh, because uh, I don't know if you know, but there's at, the first cannabis super PAC uh, came about. It's called oh, really? Legalize America. Yes. Headed by Cheerleaf. Oh, God. And also two gigantic canadian companies
1: who are the biggest ones you already know the names oh uh, what is it the one uh, uh, begins with a k canopy and and um uh, uh, a uh, what is no. it Kronos. chronos right all k's yes uh-huh and also
0: scott's miracle grow
1: so we see what their super PAC is going to be pushing for,
0: and corporate this is what I have to
1: point out. Industry. Right,
0: you have a Russian company, own company as the head of this super PAC, two Canadian companies, right, and a massive corporate uh, American corporation. Those three. That means that's three um foreign influencers, a Russian, and two Canadians. Now legally yep. allowed to influence American politics
1: via the Super PAC. Wow! And Scott signed right into that one. Of course, Scott thinks they can make a ton of money off fertilizer. They want to capture the market. And it'll be garbage. It'll be they don't get it. Garbage. You know how they. You know how much they don't get it. They ended up buying uh,
0: Lux Lighting for two hundred and fifteen million dollars, and now I guess they're under the lawsuit because they sold them false uh, data. Oh really? <laughs> Yo, that this some of this stuff just write that it just writes itself. It's so comedic that they don't understand that it is. This is a community based. This ends up being different when you know, like you can't you can't mass produce it, and you every time you try.
1: It fails and you see it really yes. stepping back. Yeah, because what happens is like we look at a state like Mass. OK, in the beginning, it was only corporate operators, Netta and whoever. But once you got the small growers who were starting to grow decent product and it was starting to get more and more into the market, smaller dispensaries, boutiques, they the consumer made their choice. They made their choice. Well, I have this stuff that was grown uh, right here in mass in a small farm, looks really good, smells really good. Or I have this cure leaf stuff next to it. Hey, maybe the curly stuff is $5 cheaper. But I also know that this, is, so they're going to pick the good stuff over the corporate all the time. And, and now you're seeing it. Now you're seeing it. And this is why they want to get in early because they want to keep the small guy out because those are the people who take away their market share and and help put them out of business they would love the industry to be entirely corporatized like the beer industry used to be right like but the cigarette still, industry is, is. so this is that so this is what i guess well it, the people it, spoke in the beer industry right but they, it's not stopping
0: them from the federal side either though they're still going to go for it because this is how they're looking at it i'm imagining right um they're looking at it like we'll be first to the bag we'll be able to clean up everywhere and then ultimately the model isn't sustainable so we'll be in for like five or six years and then we'll pull out and move on to something else we already got the money and let them do what they think because they know for a fact that the smaller ones have better product and the smaller ones every time like nobody's like oh cure leaf is doing a new drop today cure leaf has got that new you know whatever Fire, right nobody is saying that a thera plant Nobody is saying, "Oh my God, they got that new alpha alpha two mega." Like right. nobody, they're not even growing. Matter of fact, Connecticut isn't even growing like regular weed. They're growing something that they made up.
1: Right, right. Made up names and made up names. names. All, yeah, all kinds. And that of-
0: and that's something too that comes with the branding and the marketing. If you're not a brand and people don't know that they're not just, go- you're not really going to have that type of success. So you have to actually work heavily on you. And the people that have, uh you know, legacy brands, underground brands, uh, you know, those brands are the ones that will actually be uh, pretty successful businesses in the legal uh, uh realm versus, you know, I don't know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, right? Garden. it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, I, I mind you, if, if you don't believe me, nobody believes me. That's okay. You can look at the market because we have finally crossed over. December of last year, December 12th in 2022, it was 10 years that Colorado legalized. Yes. We just passed 10 years. Yep, yep. For the first state. So we just passed one decade with Colorado. And look what happened with Colorado. A lot of big companies started pulling out. They started leaning more towards the um, the uh, smaller guy. They started also, you could also end up looking at their policies and their tax brackets and all that stuff and how it ended up playing out. How the money that was supposed to originally end up at, you know, um, to the school system, less than like 10 percent actually did end up in the school system. Always. Right. So it's like. It's been such an unbelievably like it's it's a great point of dialogue. Look what happened, and that's what
1: we're all heading towards. And Washington happened. next, right? Look what happened in Washington, Oregon. Look what's happening in California. All the we're seeing all the early early states now, all the problems that are encountered. Now we should learn from that, but <laughs> Where the politicians don't seem to think the same way that the (laughs) cannabis, and I I, I get asked
0: everywhere. It's I get asked everywhere. How do as how do we? Is it what's wrong with the cannabis industry? How can we fix it? I was like, I always say, the government. Uh, they don't, uh, it's like a new grower, right? They just don't have the experience and understanding knowledge to actually deal with it. And then they're just not willing. Each state doesn't want to listen to the next one, unless they're figuring out some scheme to work together. You know, it's still, (laughs) it's still wild. Like, you know, you look at, as a matter of fact, you look at one that I'm looking very close ends up being the one between Connecticut and New York. If you look at like the Connecticut ended up being corporate with a little bit of equity, it's weird. That's a whole like other thing. Yeah. The whole equity
1: thing. My God. Not it's equity is
0: being used as uh, equity across the country is being used as a tactic to actually delay, um, uh, you know, uh, applicants on a massive scale in New York. Yeah. No for equity applicants, Dazney told landlords, um, that they could end up charging them triple the rent
1: for equity applicants. For
0: equity applicants, they're called the guard applicants over there. And uh, wow. I'll like that, too, because if a cannabis, like he said, and there's and that and mind you, DASNY is the organization for New York It's D-A-S-N-Y uh, for New York to make sure that their people are not getting taken advantage of. And they're the ones that are saying it. Every yeah. time. It ends up being a massive problem. It's usually because of uh, regulators and politicians making the wrong decisions because they don't have the proper education, the proper understanding, or experience to deal with all this. So they say, "Hey, I've paid. You know, I've got a lot of money behind this. Trust me." And that's and that might work for like major manufacturing, but it doesn't work for cannabis. No. You can't treat it like it's a, a it's a, an
1: assembly line. It doesn't work that way. No, no. I mean, look at the tobacco industry. It's, you know, you, it's there's no such thing as good tobacco. Tobacco is just as much of a sacred medicinal plant as cannabis, right? The Native Americans thought of it as a medicinal, healing, spiritual plant. And look what we did to it. Which cannabis I put in the same category. Look right. what we did to it. Look at that crap. We turned it into a, a huge corporate business that is now killing people you know 10, how you know, many the,
0: those are processed cigarettes not tobacco if you end up if you are a smoker a cigarette smoker please go to a local farmer's market you can right. buy a whole tobacco leaf you end up taking like you wrote you grind it up you end yep. up pre-making your cigarettes and i'm telling you especially the ones that oh i like the the tobacco from virginia if i'm able to actually get my hand on some tobacco Oh, it tastes so That's good! Right. And I used to be a cigarette smoker. It's the processed cigarettes and all those other chemicals that they and are gonna to it.
1: They're gonna That's do it the with cannabis part. too. They they if you put it in it's the not working. Hands, no, it's not working.
0: it's no, not working. No, it's not.
1: And this is why the cigarette industry is so closed. Virginia is one of the few states that still allows smaller tobacco growers to grow mm-hmm. tobacco for the consumer virginia is one of the few uh but most other states connecticut used to be a heavy duty tobacco growing state now all we grow and i don't even think we do this anymore where the outer leaves for like dutch masters and stuff like that but even that i think is gone
0: so i mean
1: yeah it's really closed it and made it into a small industry so my fear is when they do federally legalize it, and then nationalize it where you can have interstate trade, now you're going to be having cure leaf with one giant plant somewhere in, you know, wherever, Virginia, wherever. No, no,
0: they're not. They're not growing anymore. They're just processing.
1: Okay. Let's say another truly shipping it it out to the the entire country. Yeah. It's It's going to be the the entire country.
0: Yeah. 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 Mind you, who I mean, who's got, who's got, who's got Miracle Grow's connected to?
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous, you know. And and it's up to us, the people who are in the community, the the people who are still down here, trying to help the actual people, the patients, the consumer, make sure they have good products, make sure they they know how to home grow, so they don't have to buy from these dispensaries you know it's up to us to keep continuing and and then keep doing the cause we can't give up it's unfortunate you know you would think oh we got legalization the government the state will take care of it from here no 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 we should have known better this battle even the craft beer guys have went through You know, the craft beer guys, they cracked the the corporate industry. You know, they were able to do it. We were able to do it. And the craft beer guys are still fighting the fight. They're always, you know, trying to hold them back from selling in package stores. Right. And things like that. So they're constantly having to go back. And so are we. We're going to have to constantly go back and get these laws to where they're more fair for the people. And I agree with you about the equity. I was just so disgusted in the way that Connecticut implemented equity oh. uh, that it's a sham. It's a sham. It's just a sham. Another way for the corporate operators to get in on it in a few years, they'll buy out their licenses and own them anyway. You know, it's just a scam.
0: So the the, that's the it. state and allowed
1: car- it to become a scam. And then, you know what? Uh, something that
0: I've, there's, there's lawsuits happening, right? All over the place. There's investigations starting to pop up about, you know, them using, uh, you know, big MSOs. Um, excuse you know, the MSO, but yeah, big MSOs are uh, actually using their own network of um, of like dispensaries and cultivation facilities across the country to actually like backdoor stuff. And the yeah, state, sure. so it, it shows up, let's say, right? It ends up being grown in California. In metrics, it's sold. It's in California, and now it shows that it's sold in California. But it wasn't sold in California. It actually ended up going across the country, getting sold from the back door. They get the money back, and they actually pay their taxes. Yeah, they're still same. paying their taxes. So the state is like, the system says this.
1: They paid us. I mean, whatever. Yeah, but they're going to they're gonna turn a blind eye to these right guys. But just like they little, let them get away with mold. Right, but then you end
0: up looking at the actual numbers and you're like, wait a minute, they pay enough taxes to equal like I think it ended up being anywhere from like eighteen to like twenty percent of California's total sales. But are you kidding me? That's impossible. But they don't look at that. So the know. state started, We got to investigate, but the state doesn't want to really investigate because they took the money.
1: Yeah, and then what are they going to do? Give it back. Rigged.
0: Metrics yeah. is rigged and that's why like oh I've for metrics from seed to sale. It's rigged. The system is not rigged, excuse me, it's super flawed. Right. And what's, and the biggest part about this ends up being is that the regulators, the politicians don't understand how this is actually being like networked throughout the whole country. So they don't know how to actually fight it off or actually have like, regulations yeah. or better, you know, tracking system. The whole thing from seed to sale just makes it that much easier for like you to, um, you know, uh, hide your stuff because
1: that's what the system does. That's what you punched in. Yeah. All right, Lou. So we got about two minutes left. Tell us a little bit about how people can get a hold of Gene Traders, how they can get a hold of you and any events you got coming up in the future. So
0: uh, Gene-Traders.com and we are always ended up putting um our information on most of our social medias and on all platforms at gene traders uh but just to kind of i have actually let quite a bit of information out there and just kind of give you know a leave lighthearted um there is not a shortage of us fight, uh, of fighters and warriors out there that are going to continue on this ultimately it will end up actually you know um Straighten itself out, but not after a lot of fight, and not after a lot of like bad, negative press actually coming from the MSOs and the. Actually, I I just say bad actors, right? Right. They're just they're not on our side. They're not on the medical side. And what's most important to actually protect ends up being the home grower because if they can tell you to not grow one plant, they can tell you to grow another plant. Maybe they. How about they tell you that you can't grow your own food in your backyard?
1: Yeah, no more basil.
0: That's it for some whatever reason or onions or or potatoes or, you know, whatever. Something to keep us like that too. It's just too close. So protecting the home cultivator, especially for medical purposes, because we know being sick in America is expensive.
1: Yes. Yes. And to if be you able can... to
0: grow your own medicine at home.
1: It's incredibly important. It is incredibly important. I've always felt that. And we 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 campaigned on this. I've always felt that cannabis should just be as legal as growing tomatoes. You know what I mean? Simple. As long as you don't sell it, there are tons you get some medicinal plants. Yeah, there are tons of medicinal plants you can grow right in your own garden. Tons that are legal. You can use them for medicine there's no reason why cannabis should not be included along with those other plants, right? You can grow St. John's wort, right? You can, if you can find out, figure out how to grow ginkgo, you can grow it. Any of these things are medicinal and they're not restricted. So some of the best, some of the best medical grower, caregivers, um, and,
0: uh, home growers have the best weed in the country, like truly do like some of the best ever it's just so unreal and ultimately it's just about um, quality and so get everybody that's my end message for everybody Homegrowers have it above big MSOs
1: quality always and with that we will close out the show Lou always a pleasure great conversation a lot of great knowledge coming out go back and rewatch this show you got a lot to learn if you if you want to know about Home grow and all that, and get in touch with Lou and Gene Traders, Gene Traders.com at Gene Traders on the uh, social media. Lou, thanks again. Always a pleasure. We'll see there out there on the battlefield, my friend. All right. Thank you, Uncle Lou. We missed you this week, but you can get a hold of me at Joe the Weed Guy on Instagram, Facebook, at Greenhaven Media, Instagram, and Facebook, and also Cannabis Corner Radio. Thanks again. I had a great time in That's Connecticut. Cute. We That's love cute. you all. I know we'll see I you why. next hey, week. Peace out.
0: Hey, I, 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 I was going to go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. I'm taking it next semester, and I know why. why man, yeah. hey, because I like got high.